Greetings. Welcome to the Asana Kitchen Podcast. I'm David Garig. And before we get started, just want to let you know I have a new 60-minute uh, introduction to pranayama video class that you can uh, purchase and download from my website. Uh, so today's subject is uh, a word, a Sanskrit word, punya, and its opposite, apunya which is virtue and the absence of virtue. And um, so this is found in it's a, the attitude to take towards uh, when you encounter virtue and when you encounter its absence and within yourself and in others in the outer world. And, um, and so this is found in the Yoga Sutra 133. It's a very helpful kind of device to, um, to well, to single out the the idea of virtue, like, and try to have a working definition for yourself, and then its absence, like, what is something when something's lacking virtue, and then to have a strategies to meet uh, those conditions. Okay, and so, and, and partly, um, I'm presenting it to you just because of presenting you this particular subject right now, just because the outer world is so intensely divided, right? And I feel like we've come to this point in, um, in history, the human, where the, the relativity of truth is now manifest. Right, that like in the outer world, there's no, there is no one agreement about what is truth in even the most basic things, and, and so it's very hard to get your footing, right? And um, and like even just basic stuff like the news, we have these um, camps of news reporting, right? We have whole channels devoted to like what's called right wing. Uh, ideas of virtue or truth or right and then you have all the uh, whole news channels reporting a, an exact opposite version of what is taking place and what is the assessment and what constitutes uh, good or right and um, wrong or fair and unfair so we're left with a crazy situation where what we like hold to be virtuous or non-virtuous, somebody who is not like other people who are not ostensibly evil or bad, right, or that different from us, will hold entirely opposite viewpoints than us about these important things. Okay, and and so what, what do we do as yogis with this? So it always has to come back to your practice and, and you as a person, kind of the microcosm of your own body and, and the microcosm of your own practice, but also the microcosm of your own body and your own practice and you. We even think in those terms in order to be able to effectively uh, operate in the world. When I create a microcosm of my body, 
and I introspect and I really search within myself for, for virtue and its absence. That's the foundation. And yet, it goes beyond that. It goes into my relationships and into how I operate in the world. Okay, and so I invite you to really make a deep study of, of virtue and its absence in yourself and then in the greater world that you are part of. So let's just kind of review. Uh, punya, uh, what does it mean? It means virtue, right, meritorious, good, pleasant, fair, suitable, just. Okay, and then the apunya, see, I love how in the Indian thought, it's not like in, in a Western way, this um, virtue or right or good is juxtaposed, its opposite is vice. So it's virtue or vice. And vice has a flavor of um, kind of habitually doing wrong, like um, being caught in addiction or something. And that's a, a valid way of kind of uh, juxtaposing virtue and non-virtue. But the Indian um, way is, it's very significant in the fact that it, it, it that the word isn't, it's not a different word. It's not virtue and vice. It's punya and apunya. And a means without or lacking, the absence of. And so that's already a different uh, way to view the virtue so, uh, and its absence. So apunya means a lack of virtue, means wrong or demerit, an unpleasant. So whereas punya or virtue is pleasant, apunya is unpleasant. Punya is fair, apunya is unfair. Punya is suitable, apunya is unsuitable, etc. Just and unjust. Okay, and so for so for one thing, I love this because you treat virtue and its absence as a pair of opposites. So that the absence of virtue, what wrong. When you find something wrong or unjust or unfair, you don't take it off into it, an isolated place of all of its own. No, you keep it as part of a pair of opposites. So it's, wrong is always juxtaposed with right. And that may seem insignificant or, or not relevant or important, but I'm going to tell you that that's, it's, it's very important especially when you look at the, the yogic attitude to take towards the absence of virtue. See, and um, so let's, let's look at that for a moment. So it's the attitude that the yogi takes towards punya, or virtue, rightness, um, what is fair, is rejoicing in. Okay, and it's, a, it's called mudita. Mudita is to rejoice. So you rejoice when you encounter fairness. Like it's almost like a celebration kind of feeling. And it's a particular sort of servant. Okay, I love that idea. So that you are a particular sort of servant towards virtue, right? You serve um, right and what is meritorious, what is pleasant, what is fair, what is suitable. 
Okay, and notice that built into this is a few uh, prongs to virtue, right? That, so what is right and what is fair or suitable are slightly different. Okay, and so you have to kind of take that into account when you are thinking of virtue or punya. So that you, you, you come at a problem or a situation or a posture or an attitude or a person's behavior in the outer world from the standpoint of right versus wrong, but also like suitable versus unsuitable or fair versus unfair. Okay, and so that gives you more than one kind of level or perspective to meet a problem from. Okay, and, um, and then, so the attitude is um, this particular sort of servant. So you become a servant to creating or appreciating or embracing, trying to arrive at goodness, fairness, suitability, okay, and, um, and the, uh, gladness, delight. You're glad. You delight in this, uh, and there's a certain feeling of lightness and um, kind of openness and receptivity that comes in the presence of virtue. Um, kind of, you're, you, you become expansive. <sighs> okay, and, um, and then the attitude to take towards the absence of virtue, towards apunya, is called upekshana. Okay, and so, and it's got a few different uh, branches, okay? And so it's um, indifference or neutrality, okay? And um, it's also care or to become garden or the word circumspection. And um, circumspect means to use caution or prudence, to be wary, to be unwilling to take risks and to be careful to consider all circumstances and all possible consequences. So when you encounter something that's wrong or unpleasant or unfair or unsuitable or unjust, there's a certain neutrality you're trying to um, create, which is very different than being reactive, which is almost automatic, uh, especially in problems or circumstances or behaviors that we feel strongly about, okay? And so when we feel there's something wrong, when we think it's unfair, we'll tend to want to lash out, to get angry, to get revenge, to um, be force, forcefully make things right. But the upekshana, so the yogi's attitude is, is different. Or it doesn't start with reaction anyway. It doesn't start with action. It starts with this kind of uh, circumspection, like a, an inspection where you circle around the problem. And you, tr you try to, you're, you're careful. You're kind of considering the, the circumstance from multiple perspectives, not just from a, a kind of riveted anger, uh, mono kind of woo. Uh, reactive place, and um, and then you also consider all possible consequences. See, this is so big. 
to a circumstance or to your response to a circumstance. Yeah. So what, what's going to happen if I respond this way? What's going to happen if I respond this way to this absence of virtue? Okay, and, and then also, I want you to notice the, this very different quality of uh, the, the feeling tone of um, the, the attitude that you take when, in the absence of virtue, so that you become guarded. So w whereas when, when you're the mudita, the attitude towards punya, this rejoicing, this kind of expansive, um, it's like the opposite of guarded. You're unguarded. You're, you're open. But you can't have that kind of open celebratory quality when things are unfair or unsuitable. Okay, that's the time to protect, to become guarded, to um, get more careful and exercise prudence and be unwilling, become less willing to take risks. Okay, and, um, and another word is that it, you go gingerly or you become considerate. And so let's just talk about your practice with this idea, these ideas, because this is where it starts. It's in the, the microcosm, the mini laboratory of your own body on your prayer rug every morning. Okay, and so, and what I said to you earlier at the opening, how where we've come to this point where there really is relativity in the outer world, like to the point where, you know, like back, way back decades ago, you all, there was only one news station, so everybody got the same news, right? Now, you, you can get news to match your particular perspective, okay? And, and that's just the, the, the beginning of it, okay? So you can see on the social media, right? You can think that, you're, that your idea about what is right or just is just, duh, like just so obvious and apparent. And then you post something, and before you know it, you're being attacked. Um, just like out of the blue to your own thinking. So th this to me, it doesn't mean that there isn't truth. And it doesn't mean that you throw up your arms and just say to heck with it altogether. Not at all. No, it, w what it means to me is that your practice becomes paramount of importance. And, and it, it always was, it always is of paramount importance. But the circumstances of today um, just make it more clear. Because for one, you're going to have to decide for yourself and consult your own conscience to decide what is virtue and what is its absence. You, ca you can't rely on the outer world anymore. Okay, and, and so, so your practice can give you those mini puzzles. The asanas are exercises in cultivating virtue and learning to negotiate the line between punya and apunya, virtue and its absence, um, finding what is suitable to you and versus what is unsuitable, what's fair, what's in the middle, okay, and though you have a great responsibility. There's no benign kind of single outer source that's going to 
hand down the tablet like the Ten Commandments now and, um, and give everybody this feeling of like, what is just? What is right? And, and so when it falls upon you, to me that means that I have got to search in myself and be very, um, very thorough in my self-reflection uh, so that I can come as close as possible to what is really true, what is really good, what is really suitable in every circumstance. If I don't really take the time to get to know myself and uh, develop a strong relationship with my conscience, then I'm like doing a disservice that my ideas about what is virtue and what is lacking, they, they won't carry the weight. See, and, and so I love that there's an Islamic idea about virtue that I want to share with you. Um, and so this kind of seeker went to a, the messenger of God. He says, I went to the messenger of God and, and he asked me, have you come to inquire about virtue? And, and I said, yes. And then, so this is what the answer was. Ask your heart regarding it. Ask your heart regarding it. Virtue. Virtue is that which contents the soul and comforts the heart. Virtue is that which contents the soul and comforts the heart. And sin is that which causes doubts and perturbs the heart. Even if people pronounce it lawful and give you verdicts on such matters again and again. Okay, listen to that. So sin is that which causes doubts and perturbs your heart. Even if uh, in the outer world they pronounce something that virtuous or just and, um, and give you verdicts of justice again and again. See, and this is telling you, you... You actually can't consult the outer world, right? You have to consult your heart. What contents your soul and what comforts your heart? Okay, and this is what I'm saying, that the, the tapas, is, is a, tapas is for siddhi, for power. Okay, so tapas is the heat, the discipline, the, the enclosure that you make. And the heat is because you cease to project your, your whole consciousness outward. And there's a tendency to want to, to keep seeking what we want, to seeking answers, solutions outside of ourselves, right? And so the tapas the is this enclosure, is to actually turn away from relying so heavily on the outer world for our needs and for our ideas of truth and um, good behavior, justice. So you have to take this very seriously, very seriously. And to me, there's so much division in our um, society right now. And, and, the, and the society is us, okay? We're just a group of people in one country. 
trying to live, right? And having hugely different ideas about how to go about that. So one of the, the definitions of upekshanam, the attitude to take towards when we perceive a lack of virtue is this indifference, okay, or disregarding or overlooking. You could almost take that to mean that we, that we just kind of block out what is different than us, right? And um, I want to encourage you to think about this differently, okay? And I'm an, I'll start with the, the, the microcosm of your body. So what does it mean to disregard something wrong or something unfair something unsuitable. So when you're doing a posture, right, when you come across, yeah, something that doesn't feel right, or when you know it's not in alignment, like some part of you is out of alignment, but you want to do that pose. You want to bind, or you want to catch your wrist, or do something, right? And, and yet something's unsuitable. And, um, and so there it is. There's a battle you're having with yourself. And what do you do when you encounter ego, say, your ego trying to, to get in there and, and, and mess with you, or um, unworthy desire? And this is what practice is for. It's, for it's, it's so we can spot when our, when our sense of I becomes inflated or deflated, and then we, we take action trying to compensate and try to feel better about ourselves, or, and then also we're desiring something not worthy. So it's weird, the idea of disregarding. Like, in some ways, it's, it's the opposite of um, being guarded or careful, right? It's the, or it's certainly a different strategy. Being careful or guarded, that's easier to make sense of. It's like, okay, I, I really want to drop back, but I, I can see that I'm going to try to push my hips forward and flatten my spine and create unhealthy shearing forces because I want to do that so bad. And so here I am. I'm going to really consider the circumstances and make adjustments and things. But what about this overlooking or disregarding? Ooh. But to me, this is where the strength of the idea, the, the Indian idea of virtue being a pair of opposites with a lack of virtue, right? So it's not virtue and vice, it's, it's punya and apunya. See, I love that. There's not even a different word for it, okay? And so what it means then is that in every case, really what you're after is you don't put energy towards wrongness, towards when things are unfair or unsuitable. Like, you don't dwell on that. And because to disregard means to refuse to notice, um, to uh, don't pay attention to, to take no notice of, to have a lack of interest in or sympathy towards. And so it doesn't mean, though, that you just go on about your way or that there's no context for that disregard. You see, the context is you're pursuing virtue. There's, when you're doing a backbend, there's so many virtuous things, so many suitable um, actions that you're looking to cultivate. And those are what you focus on. Okay, so you don't get caught up in what's wrong here. What, 
No. And, and believe me, we do get caught up in it. We get very, in fact, that idea that bad news sells, right? That's um, like, it's a known thing. That, so that folk, like riveting on what's unjust, what's wrong, and like putting energy towards that is something the human being somehow like just gravitates towards naturally. Okay, and, but yoga is telling you that at least in one um, branch of your response, putting energy towards the lack of virtue is a waste of your energy. And potentially feeds into your um, unskillful and um, non-virtuous response. Okay, so there's a story about Surya, the sun god, and uh, Ravana, the arch demon of the Ramayana, who's a kind of symbol of ego and uh, you know, the afflicted mind of the, the human being. And, and so in this, um, Ravana is a very powerful demon. And one time he's out um, making a regional conquest and he, and he comes upon where Surya starts his journey across the sky every day. Uh, in the mount, the, the sacred world mountain near there. And um, so he decides he's going to challenge Surya to a fight. And so he sleeps overnight there. And when, as Surya is uh, waking up, and every day Surya crosses the sky in his um, chariot drawn by seven horses, right? And we, we know the sun never takes a break. That's one of the uh, of exemplary aspects of Surya is his constancy. So he's getting ready and, and Ravana sends his minister. He's a very important personage, so he has a minister he has to send, right? And um, he says, um, tell Surya to get down off his chariot and fight or admit defeat. And, and so the minister conveys that message, and, and here's Surya's response. He says, I don't mind whether I defeat or I'm defeated by Ravana. The thing is, I have no time. And off he goes in his chariot to make the day. And so the minister went back and told Ravana, and so he's a, right, he's a boastful kind of braggart, conceited, and so he goes off shouting how he defeated Surya in battle. <laughs> right? And so this is the example, though, of, of the disregard, of this kind of refusal to acknowledge. Um, and, and it has this kind of uh, badass aspect to it, like where literally, I, I don't mind, but I just don't have time, dude. And I'm getting, I'm... I'm involved in my dharma, and that's my priority. Okay? So, in disregarding, by disregarding something wrong or unfair, and direct, directing your energy towards what's right, what's suitable, what's fair, that's an empowering response. Okay? In your practice. And, and you see, what's funny is that we, it's so repetitive. You see, like, and that's partly why we can disregard. We can, when, because the, it's funny how our buttons are pushed. 
the same types of things will trigger our ego. And so we can get used to it and just go, nah, there that is. And then and I'm not going down that uh, avenue of where my ego's going. I'm going right over here to the positive action that I know to do, to perform. And this is also true in the outer world. Okay, so that, uh, that one response that we have to the behavior of someone else that's unjust and to, to be disciplined enough to refuse to notice. Ooh, God, I love that. And to be disciplined enough to direct our siddhi so that, uh, that the tapas of our practice, that ability to be introspective, self-reflect, and the power we gain from that, we direct it towards manifesting our power to manifest justice, our power to do what is right, and to be part of uh, movements that are right. Whew. To me, this is a time that we are going through for tapas. Okay, that, that I would say in terms of, in the little outer um, present circumstances with the pandemic and the huge political division in the country and just how much strife and um, challenge and um, how distraught people are and on edge that it's not the time for mudita. Right? It's not, this, it's not this time for rejoicing and gladness and delight. I mean, those can be there. I'm not saying, but, but this idea of care and becoming guarded and um, more introspective, like being more careful, less willing to take risks, and um, more devoted to uh, the, being inside your own self and cultivating your ability to be the very best you can be and to respond to all circumstances at your best. Okay, so if everybody is focused outward, then the, 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 the skillful action and the ability to like reconcile and, and find peaceful solutions and um, be all inclusive and, and come together is diminished. Okay, so this to me is, is so key, right? That the outer world is, the more chaotic it becomes, the less reliable it, it becomes, the, the, the less um, you can depend upon it for, for truth, for, for really knowing what's right or wrong or what's fair or not fair, the more you have to go inside. And just like that Islamic thing is, I just love that. Ask your heart regarding punya and apunya. Virtues that which contents your soul. Okay, so you, and you have to go very deep in yourself to, to touch your soul. Right? Because there's a, so much superficial chatter. And the social media and the media itself, it's all dependent on superficial chatter. Right? It, it's not really encouraging you to go way down within your own body, within your own breath, 
within your own senses, your own mind, and find out what contents my soul and comforts my heart. Right? And so sin is that which causes doubt and perturbs my heart, even if that outer world doesn't agree. So, in your practice, this is what's so powerful about it. It's a, an excellent piece of the puzzle in terms of how to negotiate the world right now and be effective in, as an individual and, and get inner peace within yourself and feel empowered throughout your day, but also how you can be a good citizen. You can be a bigger participant and be a, a uniter, a person that's trying their very hardest to make the best of, of every situation. Hmm. Okay, so there you have it. I hope that um, gives you some insights into your practice and possibly even your, your outer life. And uh, so remember my, uh, this new pranayama course that I have, and I, I am, have started my Mysore Foundations for January and February, and a few people actually jumped on board late, uh, one person today, and so it's not too late for that if you wanted to play catch-up. But um, anyway, I look forward to uh, sharing with you online, and um, all the best in your practice.